Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. We have another amazing episode lined up for you here. Magic will happen. I don't know what magic will happen. I never do, but I just know magic will happen when people get together and do things, specifically with the intention of growing and learning. So with that being said, I'm excited to welcome my guest. Um, he's a plant worker. He doesn't, he's, he's, he's not unfamiliar with hard work. Okay. Uh, and now he's looking to um, diversify and take things from offline, online. Don, welcome to the show, brother. Well, thank you, Dave. How you doing today? I'm all right, my friend. You said you were from Arizona. I heard you overheard you share that with Matt because our yes, CMO, sir. he's from Arizona. Where do you live now? I live in a, a community called Parks between Flagstaff and Williams off the I-40. We own acreage out here. Okay. So you're still in Arizona? Yes, sir. In northern okay. Arizona, we don't have sand. We have pine trees, deer, antelope, squirrel, rabbit, that kind of thing. We don't do the whole Gila monster snake thing up here. I'm more familiar with the Gila monster snake thing because I'm in Florida, you know. Yeah. So, um, oh, you got all you got the big lizards, the we six got the foot big, long ones. We got the big that look, and then you get and then you come online, and there's no shortage of lizards online too, snakes and lizards and reptiles, and we got to make sure that we know how to how to keep ourselves safe from all this stuff. So anyways, I know how to uh, navigate this online thing. If I wanted to learn your profession, I would maybe come in and uh, say, Hey Don, you know, can you teach me? Can you show me? Um, but I don't want to, I don't, I don't think I want to do what you uh, have been doing. It sounds more like you want to do what I've been doing. Yes, so, sir. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not unfamiliar with hard work either being, um, a former construction worker working with my dad and uh, doing various manual labor jobs. Um, don't know that that's what you did, but it sounds like there was an element of hard work with a plant worker. So tell us like what you did or what you still do and why um, you, you know, why you came online. Well, actually um, I had been in the receiving department at a uh, paper plant up here in uh, Belmont, which is maybe 10 miles out of Flagstaff. Uh, we were a union facility. I worked there for 20 years. Um, we did, uh, we unloaded trucks by hand. We unloaded trucks by forklift. Obviously running a machine is manual labor for the folks who did that on the converting floor. Uh, 12 hour shifts. I mean, you just bust your ass for a living. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, unfortunately, the plant closed because the paper industry just wasn't there anymore. Took a job with uh, one of the local uh, beer distributors up here. Now, that was even more hard work than I was used to, you know, making pallets for everybody, you know, 12 cases of this, 10 cases of this, that type of thing. Got a little burnout at that job. Plus, it wasn't as much of a family that I was used to when I was with it, the, the, the union part, we had a partnership uh, up here at the paper plant it was very different with the union, but it, it was nice that after probably four or five years of fighting, we actually got respected in the plant. And some of us had uh, jobs that were as high as management because we were a partnership. But you. then I went into the real world, had enough of that, got beat up for like two years, had to have a hip and a back surgery during that time. That's when I, uh, was just uh, wishing a friend happy birthday on Facebook. Uh, if I if I slap people's names around, I do them wrong. Don't get mad. Um, I saw Jessica Milioto, Miliata, something like that. Uh, saw her for a while. Got the, got it, the course from her. Uh, 
when I was out on one of my last hip surgery for three months and I just wanted the heck out of that toxic environment that I was working in. So you, and, okay. So you use that injury and that healing time kind of as a, as a, as a way to, well, maybe you didn't do it on purpose, but it ended up being a little bit yeah. of a place to reflect for you, right? Like, what do I actually want next? Do I want more of the same? Do I want to go get beat up at 60, 70 hours a week being salaried at this beer plant? Or would I like to maybe work 30, 40 hours from home and maybe get three-day weekends in once in a while? Hell, maybe even every week. You never know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's that's something that, from, by the way you described that, I can... I would assume that three-day weekends, days off, things of that nature during your career have been far and few in between. You get you get what you get as far as your seniority with the plant. You get three weeks vacation. You get three weeks vacation. Yeah. You have it. You have it. I mean, obviously they got to follow federal guidelines and that kind of shit, FMLA and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it's it's a little different there than it is working for yourself. And just to throw that in there, on June eighth. Um, I did well enough uh, with the program and, and doing stuff online. Then I got to turn in my two weeks at my toxic job, which was wonderful. And since June 8th, I've been, like we talked about earlier, trying to do what you do for a living. Yeah, you know, wow. Work, work online. I've opened up my Facebook group. I've started to post on Facebook, that kind of thing. So I'm starting to branch out on different platforms. Yeah. So. Nice. So you've basically quit the the job that was the toxic job that happened, you say, on June 8th? Yes, sir. Uh, that you felt you had the, the kind of skills, the momentum and, and some money coming in that made you feel comfortable making that decision. And you you, you say you pulled the trigger on that. And, and what has <clears throat> I can imagine. Well, you tell me, was that when you when you quit your job that was was I would assume paying bills and was still yeah. a request and and then all the but it was toxic you started doing this when you quit that job was there massive fear there or was there relief uh there was both because i didn't have to get up at 2 30 in the morning get to work by 3 30 mm -hmm. start the inventory on the warehouse get her done by eight let's get stuff picked let's get it in the trucks yeah you know, it's five o'clock. Let's try to get me home soon because I got to come back again tomorrow at four thirty. You know that type of thing. Yeah. But so it's, it's it, was it, it was a relief that way, but it was a fear because um, I haven't bet on myself in a long time. When when I was younger and I was done uh, playing professional ball, I uh, bet on myself and I uh, started my own LLC when I was about twenty four to about thirty one. So I've done the entrepreneur thing before. But I've just decided that I was in a pretty good job. It was paying well. Union, I mean, we get good raises. It's not like, you know, here's your two, two and a half. I mean, we get four to five a year because we negotiated that kind of crap and gave them stuff. So, you know, it's a little different with back union to wages than it is regular. I want to go back to something that you just said as I was yeah, listening sir. to you describe that, which was I haven't bet on myself in a long time. Can you say more about that? Well, when I when I was younger, um, I was fairly good in sports. I was an all-state player here in Arizona. I played college ball. Um, I had agents talk to me my senior year. Tried out for two teams in the NBA. Uh, unfortunately, didn't make those. Played overseas for a couple of years. So I was pretty confident in myself at that point because people told me, you know, you can't do it. You're this, you're that. You're only 6'6", six, six, blah, blah, blah. 
yada, yada, yada. And I bet on myself my whole life, got my college paid for, you know, made three years of pretty good living playing ball overseas, got to see the world, came wow. out, bet on myself, um, had some friends. Uh, it was called Arizona Car Club. I rented a car, basically cars to the stars. We did uh, stuff with the Mercury, Mercury, Rattlers, Diamondbacks, View of the Suns. I had some friends and some people in the front offices being in sports all those years. Yeah. So that's what I mean, bet on myself. And then when, I when just got complacent like, like most people. Yeah, when did you okay, feel like Here's you... my job. This is what I do. I'm comfortable. Yeah. And, and when I was in my junior, union job, it wasn't a bad job. I actually liked going to work. I yeah. mean, I was VP or president uh, on the union board for 19 years. So, you know, you can actually help people. So it's pretty cool going to work when you can help people and right. get them out of trouble and try to do what you can. But it was just complacent. And then yeah. when I got into the real world out of that environment and went to the you know, I guess you would say regular working environment without contracts and that kind of stuff. I, they can back us up. Um, I mean, it was just crazy to me how we got treated. I mean, yeah. I had nine employees leave while I was there because the upper management, we'd go into meetings and, and all use the stick instead of the carrot. And it, it was just rough. And all of those experiences, I'm assuming, took you further and further away from the confidence that you want felt felt right. in yourself and the the kind of well i just that it's almost like i think both jobs i think kids can do this too things that are good things can also make us lose our identity in them and we sort of as you said stop either betting on ourselves don't feel confident enough you know I, I know i think one of the big feelings is after you've been in a job for many years or many decades um just you know it's like it's like it could be better but i'm not willing to like i'm actually it's almost like dude it's almost like one of the most powerful stories that i ever heard was the um you know, this, the story about the, the lion in the cage where when they put the lion in the cage at first and tied it up, it was, it was, um, really angry, you know what I mean? But then over the years it got more complacent and then they eventually just took the, the bars away, but the lion didn't run away because even though he could, even though the bars were up because he was so comfortable there, that was his comfort zone, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I think that I, I think that I relate to that in many ways. And I think um, this it's like, here we go with the gift and the curse, the silver lining. So you got the hip replacement, you're laying in bed, recovering, mm -hmm. healing. And you're also, you know, you're also on the Internet, you're thinking in 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 you decide to bet on yourself. Basically. I, I want to bring this back to that point. Cause I thought that that was really powerful that you said that. And I wonder who else listening can relate to not betting on yourself in this being an opportunity to bet on yourself in feeling unsure about that bet. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I would have had my hip surgery at my paper plant, I would still be there today. But unfortunately, I went to a toxic environment, didn't appreciate how my employees got treated did, as mid-management. I wasn't, I got to say, I got to be in the meetings, happy, happy. I got the free lunch, but, you know, I really didn't get a say. I, I mean, I was trying to be a buffer between employees and some of the rough management that 
under, didn't understand what a carrot was, but they sure as hell understood what a stick was. And yeah, most people who are watching this fully understand that. Yeah, then the whole vinegar and honey thing, same damn thing with the bees, you know. Yeah, you'll get them with honey, sure as hell ain't gonna get them vinegar. Yeah, but unfortunately, when you try to explain that to folks, they get a little bent up and they, you know, I've been doing this longer, I've been in this industry. Well, it's not an industry, we're with people and you treat people correctly, and that's yeah. What, that's sort of what I do online now. I mean, I just I just don't go on there and promote stuff and say, hey, thanks for buying it later, dude, or later, right. man. I mean, I, I try to help them. I've had plenty of people buy, you know, the program, and I help them through the 15 days. They join my Facebook, and we try to get them started from there. Great. So was that a was that a transition from you of being a you know being somebody who worked in 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 a company and a you know you're doing your job you're kind of away from education and learning you know your school days were pretty much behind you what was it like for you to be new at something again um it wasn't really like I was new at something again actually about three years ago at the plant, uh, they paid for another degree of mine. I don't know if you know what uh, Six Sigma is. Uh, I happen to carry a black belt in that as well. Okay. Uh, it's not a martial arts thing. It's just a business process. It's okay. A big okay. Um, but we just we just did what we did, and you know, it, you just got to bet on yourself, Dave. And I, it was hard at first. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I mean, when I like. My BPA, Dave Hoskinson, he was great. Yeah. He helped me through a lot. And, you know, I was with Drew a couple times because I couldn't get through some things. And he was very wonderful. Mm. Um, so you're not afraid. They just helped me get through. through things during the 15 day. And then I decided, you know, hell, I got another two and a half months to sit here. I'm going to give this a shot and see what I can do with it. Yeah. You know, And it was, and to tell you the truth, the first three months, I didn't make a darn thing. I mean, I made a few commissions here and there, but I didn't make my high ticket till my fourth month till I um, got a coach and she helped me very much um, get started. I wasn't very good at content. I, I understood the process. I could show you how to, you know, hook, click funnels up, hook system IO, anything up to anything as far as that. But as far as content creation and to my audience, I was hot garbage for three months. I mean, you can look at my videos. They're rough. Yeah, yeah. But, so you what know, my, your I, content to the next, what, what was the thing that helped you to start creating more um, compelling content or, or get in a, in a swing of things? Could you give our audience a couple of, oh, I, I sure of, can. of, what, of um, what you did that helped with that? Because I, I think a lot of people can relate to that, right? Folks listening, you're kind of either struggling, kind of with content ideas or the content just kind of, if, you know, it, it might even sound good in your head, but then when it comes out, you think it it's kind of fallen flat and people are not responding to it, right? So it's like, okay, I need to do something different. So what what did you do different? Well, actually, I, I, I got a coach and she's been on your show as well, uh, Kim Mayfiat, Uh very wonderful human being, great person. She's actually a friend now. I mean, but she really helped me out with content creation and how Ooh. to get to my audience and how to get to the audience I wanted to be uh -huh. because I was doing a lot of interactive stuff on TikTok and cartoon stuff. I mean, I got a thousand followers real quick doing that kind of stuff, uh -huh. but it was the right ones. Okay. But then when I started, you know, doing videos about my, my niche and what I, and telling my story, and I actually have a video out there that's like three minutes ago through my whole deal of 2019 through now. Yeah. And on TikTok. And 
she just helped me quite a bit and I didn't post. I mean, Dave and Drew kept telling me for the first three months, I kept giving them excuses for why I'm not posting, why I'm not doing this, you know, blah, blah, blah. God, I had more excuses than I had buttholes. But anyway, um, well, that doesn't take very many. You know? No goodness. It doesn't, does it? <laughs> but you're saying you had a lot more. <laughs> and then when I finally posted, I, I had a thousand followers in like two weeks when I started doing it correctly. And then I had a viral video go for 1.7 mil. And then I had a couple go for a couple hundred thousands. And then from there, it's, it's just taken off. And I've had to understand which Kim has helped me with the, you know, PRM as well. Right now. She said you rock it in your content now, Donnie. So proud of you. And you did it yourself. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, you know, a lot, a lot of my coaches said that through the years I did it myself, but it wasn't for guidance and that kind of thing. Hell, yeah. I wouldn't be here. So she, she's just being nice. She, she's a hell of a person. That's the value here, man, of, of being a part of getting the right information from the right people in the right environment. Um, there is uh, so much that we can learn from each other. And that's what I think my big emphasis on education is, is that we got to we got to get away from the guru cult leader kind of model where there's one person who knows everything or one person who rules everything or right. We, we want, I want my community to look more like, you know, I, I want it to have lots of voices and lots of ideas. And so, you know, that's so cool that you have found value and really use the support community here to, just learn and in in uh, that's interesting i noticed kim she she's definitely uh she's not a man so you're listening to you're really open minded you're and i'm not saying that you wouldn't be but there's some people who won't listen to people who are older or would never listen to a woman or would never listen to a kid or would never listen to a guy you know we all have but what i hear in you is a theme of humility maturity uh, and honesty Right. Because it's like it's like you're being honest about not only what you're doing, but you are also very honest about the things that you didn't do. And I wonder if you could just say a little bit more about why that is so important or why where you develop that, because I just see so many people being dishonest with themselves or complaining about the results that they're not getting from the work that they're not doing. Well, I would I would think that, you know, as far as your question is, what am I doing? What am I not doing? Um, no, what do you what do you know? What do you the value of being honest? You you just took oh. us through our your story and you were like, well, the first three months I didn't do anything. I was making excuses. And and that's the opposite of a victim mentality. That's a, a full ownership. I'm taking total responsibility for what I'm doing, but also for what I'm not doing. Is that is that something that you developed along the way? Is that something that because I just find that a lot of people, me too, has a hard time being honest about the reality of of how hard I'm actually applying myself and and just being honest about where I'm at and what I need versus being dishonest with myself or complaining like I'm not getting the support. Entrepreneurship is really about taking personal responsibility. And I just hear that a lot inside of your story. Well, with the, with the personal responsibility, I mean, I, I would probably go with, um, 
with Mr. Nelson Mandela said, I mean, we're not losers. We're all winners. We just learn from our past. So, you know, I, I've had that because I've had a hard past and I've had some issues as well, just like a lot of people. I mean, we all screw up when we grow up. It just is what it is sometimes. And yeah, I wasn't given a silver spoon. I grew up in a trailer park. So I was, you know, introduced to a lot of shit when I was little that wasn't the greatest. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and you just take ownership of what you do. And like I said, when I came on, I did a lot of cartoon stuff just to get, you know, my thousand followers. So I could have my link, but when I got with Kim, she told me to tell my story. And my story at that point was, you know, I haven't made a whole heck of a lot of money. I haven't done this, haven't done that. And that's when my big account took off. I have a backup account as well, but yeah, my, my 23k just took off when I started telling my story and, I don't do a whole lot of talking on my videos. I'm basically a professional pointer and I have a lot of um, stuff going on with my face and all that kind of stuff. But um, you're laughing professional pointer. Pointer, bro. That (laughs) is funny as shit. I've never heard. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I talk probably one out of every five or six of my videos. So that's why I say that. But when I get into conversations as far as with DMs and people who comment and that kind of thing, I mean, I offer calls and I offer FaceTime and that kind of stuff so they can get to actually know the person, not the person going, you know, this kind of stuff. Right, right, right. So did you say you have gone live or and, and what are some of the things that you're doing that are helping to, I mean, obviously telling your story. What was that like? I mean, what well, was it actually, like? Actually, the first time I went live was about three weeks ago. Okay. And it was from a person in, in Kim's group as well. And she's been on your WUL as well, Laura Mint. And she invited me to go live for a half, uh, half of her session. I did that. And I've gone live maybe four or five times from that. So it's not like I really know what the hell I'm doing yet. Right. I mean, I've done it four times, but I can't. Neither do I. Yeah. Neither do I. That's the whole point. Neither do I. Just show up. You know what I mean? But right. anyways, continue. <laughs> Well, you, you know, and I was on her live and I saw, you know, she got a couple sales during that live she told me about. And I've been on my own lives and basically I just go on there and I either do my my ebook or I go on to your 15 day or I go on to my blueprints. You know, one of those. A lot of times I'll just pop in the first of the link and then it shows all the different things you get and that kind of stuff. Cause it's a little different from when I got it. Cause I got the package with the four, with the blueprints. Now I think it's just with the one that was just a little different about eight, nine months ago when you got the blueprints. Well, you but, still get the four if you go. Oh, through, you do. Yeah, absolutely. If you Ten go four, through the okay. challenge and you're uh, and you're getting them as you're going through the challenge, we offer that Ten fast four. start discount. Now, if somebody wants to get them later or they, you know, that we sell them individually, but yeah, that four for one bundle is still available as new members are going through the challenge. Oh my goodness. I, I didn't know that. That's awesome news. Thank you. I'll promote that as well. I thought it was yeah. a little different. Okay. My bad. Yeah. 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 My bad. Yeah. 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 No, it's cool, man. I yeah. mean, you're, I love your, I love how you're just, and I want to, I want to just, you said something about doing it right. I started doing it right. And it's like, you started doing it right for you, dude. You started doing it right for you. You know, like like each person is going to do it right a little bit differently, you know. And 
one of the most important things I think for us all to realize is just because mine looks a little bit different doesn't mean that I'm doing it wrong. You know, the second thing that I wanted to, 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 to point on was just about the, you know, we're all just figuring it out. You know, we really are, man. We're all just figuring it out. And I think a lot of the people who you see out, this is what I, all right, check this out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to tell you, you all something that I feel is kind of a cool little, little thing. It's a cool little nugget. And it's not, and it's not something everybody would know because I've been in some cool backstage rooms or conversations or hung out with some other successful people because of some of my achievements. And you know, the number one thing that surprised me was their big successes were a surprise to them as well. They, they didn't, it just, a campaign took off or a video took off or, you know, there was an element of, I'm actually can't believe that it succeeded this big either. You know what I mean? That's been the num. I'm telling you, I realized that because there was a time where I thought that everybody who was super successful and everybody who was super confident and all the business gurus and stuff like behind the scenes, they had it all planned out. It was all a plan. It was all everything, but it's never like that. Like it's always just throw it together, test it. And, and then if it works, we'll act like we planned it to be that way the whole time. You know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. once we're successful enough, we'll go back and tell the real story. You know what I mean? Like, so I just, I think dispelling kind of that myth and like normalizing, like the failure and the hardship and all that is like my number one message for everybody because I had this delusion and also beat myself up and was so critical and was so unsure of myself for so many years because I thought that I was doing it a little different and and therefore I was doing it wrong. So man, talking to you has really brought that up in me and I appreciate that. I, I, Good, good. This is cool, man. Um, so what else can we learn from you? What else can we know from you? What else would be, would you like us to know about your journey or something cool that's happened? Um, well, I, I've only been doing this till March. I mean, like I said, my first three months didn't make, I mean, I made a little bit of money, but you know, nothing to pay bills with, you know, or keep people off the phone for saying, Hey buddy, I haven't paid last month, but you know, after I, I got a coach and I got a community and, you know, once I was in a, a, a community that was good for me, I mean, I did, I asked a lot of questions in the legendary marketer community and, you know, I, I used a lot of start chat and that kind of stuff as far as with the 15 day and the blueprints and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But excuse me, I got a cat here real quick. You're developing, you're developing a, a real true support system. You're, I mean, yeah. this is all healthy, normal stuff that I'm thrilled to hear and thrilled to know that you have found your people, your tribe, your support system, your friends, your mentors. Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, every single, you want to talk about coaches and mentors. I mean, I, every single morning, you are a coach to me, you are a mentor to me, you know what I mean? And I get to be a mentor to you in certain ways. It's, this is just, you know, so many of us, and and you had hit on that, 
grew up in toxic environments to where there was manipulation or trauma or drama or whatever. And we weren't free and encouraged and empowered to interact and ask questions and grow. And then we get into corporate America, right? And it's a whole new shit show that we have to kind of adapt to and survive through. Yeah. So, you know, this, this community is really important to me because it's kind of the community that I always wanted when I was growing up of just people who legitimately want to help and were out are not hiding their intentions of making a buck or are just happy to help because they've got other things going on that they don't need to use me for their only source of money. Like there's true, um, there's, there's, they're actually there's, helping there's, to helping. They're not just using to make a freaking quick commission. They exactly. Help that through the process. Exactly. Exactly. And what, what I've learned is, and one of the reasons why I still want to participate, I want to participate more and more as each day goes by in my business because I realize that helping others actually helps me. It actually helps me. Instead of just going to every situation and saying, who can help me? going to every situation and saying, I am here to both help and be helped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I say, I say I'm here to help and support, but it's the same darn thing. It's the same thing, my brother. It's the, the, the heart and the spirit is there. So how has your happiness levels or are, do you feel more encouraged, happy? We've talked a little bit about the money and some of the physical changes in your life. Talk to us about some of the mental and emotional changes. Well, I, I still get up around, I don't get up at four two thirty three to get up there, but I get up at five, five thirty with the wife. Uh, we come out, I fiddle on my Facebook group. I do that kind of thing. Uh, say goodbye to her, start the car, open the gate, you know, do stuff that I can for her and then go through the day. Don't have to get yeeped by my boss don't have to be told what i'm not doing right from somebody that hasn't done it for 20 years like i did and just you know ridiculous shit that i don't have to go through anymore i mean like i say i you know my my cfo is one of my dogs and my security is one of my dogs so that's my corporation me and my two dogs so you know that's what i got and, yeah, and, and, and they actually and, listen. They actually listen. All I got to do is give them some milk bones. I don't even got to give them a pizza party or an attaboy. It's awesome. You don't even have to pay them. Actually, it's free. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> they just want to be a part of your business, isn't that? And something? then I can you know do things throughout the day. I mean, I help out the wife that because she only gets two days off. She does the five days for two days off routine, and you but know you, I do like I like, do the laundry. Like house do that kind of thing so she didn't have to do a damn thing on the weekend it's it's a lot easier environment at home than both of us getting home at you know 5 36 trying to do a couple chores here and there and then go yeah. back to it the next day and then on the weekend you have you know one day of eight hours of all kinds of stuff you really don't want to do so now on the right, weekends right. i enjoy my family and my friends get to go see my nephew in phoenix play ball i get to go see my brother i mean my my father's aging I see him every couple of weeks. I mean, when he has doctor's appointments now, I just drive down there and go to him, even though it's three and a half hours up, three and a half hours back, two hours there. That's my nine-hour day. Okay, I do some videos the day before, throw some texts on there. Dad, I got about a half hour. I got to be me. All right, let's be us, you know. Dude, I love talking. It's, it, it's unreal. I mean, 
when I was at the SCA plan, I got, I got, was there 20 years. And I, like I said, I was in union uh, leadership. So I, I, I got some leeway here and there because I knew people and I'd been there so long, but being in the real environment, I mean, my wife even had surgery at a hospital when I worked for this other place and they were asking, you know, can, can you just wait another half hour before you pick her up? And I'm just like, dude, I ought to smack you in your face. Really? You're saying that to me? I've been here 12 hours and you're going to tell me I can't pick up my wife at 530 when I showed my ass up here at 330? Right. Son, we might want to go outside and have a little discussion on manners. Facts. I, I feel you, brother. It's hard to bite one's tongue in yeah. really, you know. So you are, you are, you are betting on Dawn and taking your life back is a, is sort of the theme of what I hear after talking with you for 34 minutes. Yeah, it's pr pretty much that. I mean, it's, I get to do things on Don's schedule. I get to do things on Don and Patricia's schedule. I get to do things on Wyatt's schedule. He's my nephew. So, you know, it, I can plan for things on, oh, he's got a basketball game Thursday night. Hell yeah, I'll be there. Maybe, right. a, you know, a seven-hour round trip for me, but hell, I got time. I've been here for 54 years. Seven hours ain't shit. So, for an hour and a half playing, he's happy as hell to see his uncle walk through the door. So. Absolutely. That's good for me. I, I, I couldn't have said it better in your right. I mean, the truth is, is that, um, it, nowadays, unfortunately, you almost have to choose. Am I going to work for my bosses and my company's family and their around their schedule? Or am I going to work for my family and around my schedule? Because it's damn near impossible to do both. It really is. It's impossible to get to work a, a regular job where you've got, you know, an hour in the morning, an hour at home commute. You after you worked an eight hour day and think that you're going to come home and even okay, but and even yeah. cook dinner. I've got two little kids. We can't even I mean, we we thankfully we're blessed because of these skills that we learned here, the same ones that we're all using. We've we've got a, a chef actually cooks for us but don we wouldn't have time to cook for ourselves i've lost since we just hired a chef four or five months ago don i've lost 25 pounds because i actually outsource this one because you know it's like we're working we've got kids we just don't have time so you put in going to a corporation or a job an hour or half hour commute then get home, take care of your kids, play with your kids, make dinner, do chores. It's just impossible. And nowadays people have to damn near have a side gig or a side hustle on top of their nine to five because it's just not enough money. And so there's no way through the year. There's no way to make more money. It's just in December, you sit down and hope the hell it's over 2.5 to three for most folk. Well, right. I mean, in inflation raised eight percent in the you're last still using six year. Percent. You're still losing two, three thousand a month. Right. right. I mean, salary. It, it just it. We're in a place right now to where we're in a place right now to where a lot of people are making a lot of tough choices, you know. And and in the past, it's the money has at least been there, so we've sacrificed a lot of the time, the stress, the family time, because the money was there. But now because of inflation and so forth, it's not worth it to a lot of people anymore. 
because they're like, hey, I can't, I, you know, I've got a friend I'm thinking of specifically who literally is going homeless right now because he can't, you know, afford to pay with the same money that he's always made. And so um, now's the time really, you know, just logically speaking, everyone, you know, not, it's not even about getting all hyped up and excited and, you know, go, but just logically and financially speaking, you need to have the ability to earn more money so you can, so you can, you know, step it up when there's high times of inflation, you know, or when the economy uh, does something weird and we have massive world lockdowns, you know, the ability to have more flexibility right now is imperative. It's, it's like, it's almost like life or death. I mean, is what it kind of feel at least that going through 2020 and 2021 made it a lot more real for me. Cause I've been kind of preaching this tune for a lot, lot of years, Don, but it was like when that hit, and people were forced to be at home. They were like literally locked in and they could not go out and make a living. And we were, you know, many of them were expected in America anyways to survive off a couple of 12 or $1,300 checks. It's like, come on, folks, let's let's be real. And 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 so, you know, that's why we saw this kind of this massive amount of people come online and start looking for different things. And that's not slowed down. But I think if you're on the fence right now, logically speaking, there's so many signs, not just the way you feel, not just what you want, but if you look around, inflation being so volatile, um, you even if you have a retirement, um, I was just reading, uh, everybody think about all the people who had all their retirement in stocks like Amazon and, and Facebook and stuff like that. And over the last couple of month or two, they've just tanked. So you really have, I, I go back to this thing that you said, you have to bet on yourself. And, um, and what I think is so surprising is that when we really apply ourselves and we do something that we're excited and passionate about, we end up being able to be more successful than we think we can. Yeah. Um, is it, was that true for you? Did you downplay or underestimate yourself? At first I did because, I mean, when I bet on myself, I was 24, 28 years old when I was younger, you know, yeah. 20, when I had my own LLC, Yeah. you know, and it, it had been, you know, 25 years and I'd just been complacent. So at first it was hard, but then, you know, with the backing of, especially Dave, uh, not you, but uh, Dave Hoskinson, I mean, I, I talked to him quite a bit not quite a bit but when i was going through it quite a bit and then yeah actually a couple months later i had an issue emailed him and he got right back to me and it, it's just those types of experiences and people you meet i mean I, I can understand why people get frustrated and everything with affiliate marketing because i got my first cell phone in 2012 when i was in union leadership i told people hell i'm here 10 hours a day i go to the gym i go home so if you need me call the damn gym or leave a message in my house well, unfortunately, I had both sides say, well, Don, you're president now and you need a cell phone. I'm like, I really don't think so, you know, because I thought it was just a damn leash, which it was. I mean, I had to answer the damn thing 24-7. So I'm not very computer literate. I got a typewriter for my high school graduation to get through college, okay? I mean, I didn't take computer classes until I took my Six Sigma thing a couple years ago. So, my goodness, you want to talk about a technology change? Oh, my goodness. I mean. Hell, Pong was a big thing when I was a kid. Now, it looks like people are coming out of the damn TV whooping each other. 
They are. And it's not slowing down, right? It's not like it's we're going to go back to the times of a typewriter. So, you know, it really behooves you not just so you can still make sure that you know how to operate your television and your computer, but because there's so many different, you know, money making opportunities that you can tap into um, when you utilize this technology the way that we all can. And Don just on you there looks like you're, you're, oh, there you go. all right so um no you're cool. back on yeah I did. Okay. Um, i live at 7800 feet and i'm in like i said i'm in the middle of a forest if you look at any of my videos you can see that so all we have is a thing on our house so i don't have wi-fi whatever the hell Hughes nets gives me that's what we got yeah well dude you are a great <laughs> example of you know of of um you know, the ability to be able to to get started with limited limited confidence, okay, but build it and also get get started with limited tech skills and build on them and limited tools and so forth. You're a great example of even still, as you just said, limited tools, not the fastest Wi-Fi, not the best computer, et cetera, et cetera. Don't even like cell phones. But you're 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 doing it. You're making it work. You're supporting others. You're being supported, and you're going somewhere. and And you should be proud of yourself, brother. I know I am, and it's been really fun to talk to you this morning. Oh, thank you, sir. You're really welcome, man. Thanks for being a part of our community. And come back and and uh, let's do a, a session number two in the near future. Oh my gosh, that'd be great, Dave. I'd be glad to do that. Thank you okay. very much for having me on this morning, and thanks for everything the legendary did for me. I much appreciate that. You're very welcome, my friend. Keep up the great work. Be legendary, brother. Talk soon. You, you too, sir. Have a good day. All right. All right, my friends, you can go and follow Don uh, at the, I'm going to spell it out for you. It's uh, Butner 3030, B-U-E-T-T-N-E-R 3030. That's his main profile. He's also got a second backup profile on TikTok. It's called Discover Online with Don. Um, wow. I just every single day I'm reminded that it's not about our resources. It's about our resourcefulness. You know, it's not about what we have when we start. Um, And it's proven in many people's lives that it's also not about what you have when you, you start your life out that determines your destiny. You know, it's what you do with it. And it's why I think so many people have, you know, who are really successful have stories of, well, I didn't, I was poor when I was young. Well, they, you know, they had to de- develop those skills uh, and they did and you can. And so stop looking at what you don't have and start looking at what you do have. You do have um, your, your your experience. You do have your story. You do have willingness. You know, look at what you do have. I had a, f- a friend the other day ask me about ADD and he said, hey, I'm, I'm kind of realizing that I'm ADD and I'm, I'm trying to figure out ways to, to kind of what do you are? Didn't you say you were ADD, David? I'm like, squirrel, wait, were you talking to me? Of course I'm ADD. But what I've realized is that even the things that I think or others have told me are bad things or negative things, or I've believed that it's a deficiency, I said to him, well, I mean, it's a gift and a curse. It, it, what, I've, what, I've, what I've stopped doing is try to get rid of it and more focus on the ways in which it helps me. And the ways in which it helps me is I, I, I can I'm, I really I can focus when I'm really interested in something and I'm creative as hell because I 
I don't know. I'm just kind of a dreamer. And, and so there, there's a lot of things that I've created from that. A lot of you look at the, the, the oddness or weirdness of yourself. And you think that you, that uniqueness is a reason why you can't succeed. But, but actually when you start talking to people, you realize that who you are, your stories, like th they're like, just like talking to Don, I, like I could talk to that guy for hours. Like I just like talking to him. He's just a fun guy, but who knows what he thinks about himself. He, that's the liking gap. It's a phenomenon. We actually like ourselves less than other people like us or think that other people are going to like us less. So it's like, just keep doing the actions, even if you don't believe them. And eventually your beliefs will change. There was a, 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 a saying or a sentence in, in a recovery book that I read one time that said, everything is subject to revision, especially what we know is the truth. And that's been true for me. The truth has changed. The truth about me, what I think about myself and even the world. So how has that happened? Not because I sat around and did nothing and said, oh, I wish things were different. It was because I took the actions, did it. And as I was doing it, I formed new belief systems. I thought it was really hard, but then when I did it, I realized it wasn't that hard, right? So it's like, do it despite what you think and despite what you think your resources are and what you think your limitations are, because they're always, you think they're worse or they feel like they're worse than they really are. I was talking to my, I uh, have a therapist I've seen for the last five years. He's been real helpful for me. And I was telling him yesterday, describing a situation, I said, I'm probably feeling worse than it actually is. And I think that that's the truth a lot of times in our business too. When we get started, it feels overwhelming. It feels scary. It feels like we're never going to, you know, we have all these feelings, but they're not, they're not based in reality. They're not facts. They're just feelings. And so um, really want to thank Don for his wonderful, authentic story this morning. And um, again, come back and see us again, Don, for a second episode. And you all listening, it's time to get out of here. It's time to go have a legendary day. Be great. Be legendary. Keep up the great work. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. Peace.